Imagine a maple leaf tinged with red and gold, drifting in air buoyant as a salty sea. That effortless lightness is as near as I can come to sharing my feeling on another lovely day in paradise. Do I see a startled stare? Think what you wish. But heaven is as real as the sound of a melody, or the joy of effort, or the welling of love when you see your special other. There is the reality of atoms, and there is the reality of spirit. I simply wish to explain this particular moment. A brief introduction is in order. I, Bailey Ruth Rayburn, late of Adelaide, Oklahoma, am not in hog heaven, as we used to say in Adelaide, when enjoying a succulent baby back rib or holding a winning hand at bridge, but in God's heaven. Not, I am quick to say, because of merit. Heavens, no. But when our cabin cruiser sank in the gulf during a storm and Bobby Mac and I made our way here, we were welcomed with open arms. I shaded my eyes as I strolled on a sandy beach with Mimi, our nippy wire-haired terrier, and gentlemanly sleuth, a gleaming black lab. Mr. Easy, our golden retriever, bounded into the surf, Ahead, an umbrella shaded two beach chairs. Bobby Mack, my tarpon-seeking husband, was out in the bay in serendipity, our cabin cruiser. Curled next to my chair were Spoofer 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. We always called our cats Spoofer. Now we have various nicknames. Mama Spoo, Spoof. S.G. Spoofer Grande, and S.P. Spoofer Primus. The cats, instinctively attuned to our thoughts, knew my destination and arrived to relax comfortably until I reached them. I detect skepticism. I am aware that some on earth darkly say, Don't expect to see your dogs and cats in heaven. I can state declaratively, I once taught English, that this claim is false and cruel. Dogs, cats, llamas, goats, parakeets, animal friends of whatever persuasion are here. St. Francis wouldn't have it any other way. As he prayed, praised be you, my Lord, with all your creatures. And talk about creatures! I saw St. Francis recently with a goldfinch on one shoulder, a rabbit hopping nearby, and, oh, I forgot. According to the precepts for earthly visitation, I'm not supposed to share everything I know about heaven. Perhaps my realization that I was being a bit too forthcoming about my surroundings accounts for my summons from Wiggins. It is my honor to work for Heaven's Department of Good Intentions, and Paul Wiggins is my supervisor. Wiggins, as he prefers to be addressed, dispatches emissaries from Heaven to help those in trouble, and each emissary is charged to reticence about heavenly ways. After all, 
Each soul's day will come when all will be known. Or perhaps the paperback book tucked in my beach bag caught Wiggins's attention. I enjoy Dickens and Trollope and Galsworthy, Emily Bronte, Pearl Buck, and Theodore Dreiser, all suitable to peruse in an English class. But beach reading? Give me a good Earl Stanley Gardner, Brett Halliday, or Donald Hamilton while I wiggle my toes in the sand. The thirties, forties, and fifties were the heyday of the private eye novel, with a fifth of rye, preferred by John J. Malone, in the bottom desk drawer, and a come-hither blonde in the shadows, present in 99.9% of tough-guy books. In any event, one moment I was heading for a lazy day with a fast-paced, hard-boiled novel, and the next I was reading a telegram from Wiggins. Wiggins is a man of his time. Telegrams heralded important news in the early 20th century. Black letters streamed on a flimsy yellow sheet. In a dilemma, little choice, please hasten for consultation. Yoo-hoo! Not dignified, but I was ecstatic. My shout reached Bobby Mack. He looked toward the shore. His midnight black hair gleamed in the sun. He is stocky and powerful, as handsome now as when he was a senior and I was a sophomore, and he told me firmly that he was taking me to the prom. We've been dancing together ever since. <laughs>